0: Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment but has passed from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in Himself. And He has given Him authority to execute judgment, because He is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. John chapter 6, verses 29 jesus answered them this is the work of god that you believe in him whom he has sent daniel chapter 7 verse 13 to 14 i saw in the night visions and behold with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man and he came to the ancient day ancient of days and was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory and kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve Him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and His kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. Praise God for the reading of His Word. You may now be seated.
1: Life and judgment... This week has been graduation for different schools, I think, including today. And some of you perhaps encountered some traffic in some locations. Um, But graduation is like just the giving of the reward. The judgment day was like the final exam. And uh, there will be a judgment, but there is also life that is being given. And who is the center in all of these? The center is Jesus Christ, our Lord. The text is John chapter 5, verses 24 to 29. We added 629 to give clarity on a certain verse that we will discuss. And Daniel 7, which we have quoted before, just to give clarity on the title, the Son of Man. One of the reasons why the Jews wanted to kill the Lord was his claim of equality with God. Despite the threat, he continued to speak the truth about his unity with the Father. The Lord Jesus claimed that he does the work of the Father as the Father reveals it to his Son. But he did not limit it to the healing of the sick. If you remember, he healed an invalid. And he was saying that as he saw the father, so he did. did. Included in the work of the father and son, which he would explain in these verses, would be the giving of eternal life and the rendering of judgment. The Father delegated the function so that all would honor the Son. What function? Judgment. The reality of this will happen on Judgment Day. Whether you believed in the Son of God or not, whether you lived a life in following the Lord Jesus or not, one day you have no choice but to honor the judge on Judgment Day. Now, Scripture also tells us that judgment has already been made to all who will not believe, and that is the criteria of the judgment. And we can find that in John 3:16 to21. Those who do not believe are condemned already. But those who believe in the Father, and if they believe that the Father sent the Son, will have eternal life. So there is judgment. And the opposite of that is eternal life. Therefore, one cannot believe in the Father if they do not believe in the Son. And that is the only way to escape judgment. Some will say, I believe in God, but I don't believe the claims of Christ. That cannot be, as Jesus said. You cannot believe in the Father if you do not believe in In the sun. John 5 24, this was discussed last week, but somehow 24 and 25 are a connection. It's like a mirror to one another. And the previous verses of before 24 and the succeeding verses of 25 is also a mirror to one another. So we see this in Jewish literature where they mirror the statement previously. Or not just one statement, like in Proverbs, there's one statement, but the next one is a mirror of the line before it. Sometimes it's a long story, and then they create a mirror image of it. Written differently, but they're emphasizing the same thing. So we hear, here that's why I needed to read again verse 24, when Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears My word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Now, look at that carefully. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Now, please don't use your modern English in analyzing this. You have to know the Greek and the usage of the Greek. Now, some of you modern English speakers, oh, I just have to hear. I don't have to listen, right? You know how foolish that sounds? Okay? Now, you don't use modern English to interpret the usage of words of long ago. It means he who hears my words. It means those who take heed. What is they? The same to hear, but more of listen attentively, so that we may observe. It's like in the kingdoms of the past, when the messenger would come to the town area, the town center, and he would read a message from the king or the emperor. Everybody must listen carefully so that they may observe. Now he says here, again, look at verse 24. He who hears my word, the importance of the word of Christ, and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Included in the text is that we must believe him, and he, we must believe that He, the, the Father, sent the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this would be a challenge to the listeners, the Jewish people, to believe that God really sent this person to us. Because He's even violating the Sabbath, healing on the Sabbath. Now, he who has eternal life does not. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life, praise God for His Word. Clearly, he who hears the Word—this is a gospel truth, folks. He who hears the words of Christ and believes Him, who sent Him, has has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Point number one, let's talk about life. The Gospel of John sometimes highlights a dual meaning approach to a single concept. And he even explains it. Like, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's just like, oops, okay. He was with God, and he was was God. So, those meanings. And sometimes he said, in him... um, Was life. When we look at John chapter 1, he speaks about the life, about eternal life, but he also speaks about the life, the physical life, because it's all was also in the context of creation. So he would speak about life on earth and eternal life. Then he would speak about death, physical death, but also eternal damnation, which is eternal death. How can death be eternal? Isn't it, if you die, you die? No, it's the suffering of dying that is continuous. That is the judgment. That is the damnation. So that's why you cannot say, what is eternal death? When death, it's the end, and then why does it eternal? And that is a simple explanation of a continuously suffering of death that is eternal. As the love of God is great and merciful I want to warn you that it mirrors the wrath and justice of God on the other side. It's a mirror. As his love can be extreme, his justice is extreme as well. But I would argue that there is more love in him. Why? Jesus Christ. Sacrificing his own son for our sake. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in Him. But I warn you friends that believing is not the passive belief. And we keep explaining that. We have previously mentioned that those who believe also obey. Because a true belief manifests in obedience. But obedience without the faith, without the full conviction of who Christ is, means nothing. You may try to obey, but if you don't know Him. That's why the emphasis of John all over the book of John, the gospel of John, is believe. He keeps saying this word. And he'll not stop here. As he continues writing, he would keep saying the word believe. Now there are dual meaning approaches the lord speaks about the now and the not yet now let me also give you warn you about this when you study scripture sometimes there are prophetic sayings and here is one when sometimes scripture there is the now and the not yet the now and the future and the dual meaning comes together sometimes not all the time but here in this case is Speaks about those who will hear him and come to life. And he's definitely talking about eternal life or what we normally call spiritual life. But it's really the, the text does not mention the word spiritual. So I'd rather use the word eternal life. He speaks about eternal life. But he also talks about judging. There is a judgment now and the judgment if you don't believe you are condemned. But there is another judgment coming. And here we will explore that in the text. Now, the now implies eternal life that he gives. And the not yet, the coming, implies the resurrection before the the judgment. What's the resurrection? Where all the dead will be resurrected with their bodies. All in the graves, figuratively, all the dead. Bro, what if I am cremated? Well, all your molecules all over the place will come together again. And the coming together so that judgment may happen. And I thought we were already set aside after death. Yes, we are judged after death, but you know how fun it is. And this is me just speaking, please excuse me. How fun it is to bring back our physical self so we can enjoy eating again, right? Oh, where's that? I just found clues. Because after Jesus' resurrection, he ate fish. Okay? Which means he enjoyed the fish, probably. So, uh, Brother Doy, get ready to cook in eternity. Uh, We will still be eating your master dishes. Uh, <laughs> but look at the opposite. This is just me. This is just me. Using my sanctified imagination. You bring back the physical self so somebody will be judged for eternity. Meaning suffering, experiencing eternal death, the process of dying again and again and again and again. And it never It's also fun, but it's also terrible. Now, please remove your imaginative concepts of God that was formed in school or by other people or by preachers who do not go line by line. What is the God that they formed in your mind? God is only loving. No, His loving is strong. But the loving God, consistently loving God, is a consistently just God consistently and he provided a way out through Jesus Christ our Lord so God's justice and mercy meet in the person of Christ and according to Christ his person and his words that's why we must listen to the we must listen we must believe let's read verse 25 truly truly What does truly, truly mean? It means, well, it's important. Anything repeated twice in Jewish writing is important. Two lines repeated twice, two words repeated twice, it's important. Three times, it's the maximum. It's like the exclamation mark for us. In journalism, when I took a class in journalism, he said the maximum is three exclamation marks. That's the maximum. The ultimate three exclamation marks. If you add four, five, six, we know what you mean, okay? The rest is useless already. Just because it's easy to type right now, right? Yeah, yeah, we got what you mean. In Jewish writing, instead of exclamation marks, they repeat those words. So it says, truly, truly, verily, verily, well, it's it's another synonym in English, amen, amen. In fact, some... All translations say, Amen, amen, I say to you. Can somebody say, Amen? amen. Somebody say, amen, amen, amen. I say to you, verse 25, an hour is coming and is now here. So here's this dual, and John was explaining the dual approach. What Jesus was saying, an hour is coming, it's futuristic. And then he says, and now is. Which is which? Both are true. Both are true and consistent there's something happening now and there's something gonna happen in the future and what does it say and it's now here when the dead will hear the voice of the son of god and those who hear will live now it's going to happen now and it's going to happen in the future but what is the now the now in the context of verse 24 is eternal life the now the now who hear him it's eternal life the dead, will they come to life? Yes, to be judged. To be judged. For as the Father has life, then he goes back to the, well, the focus is still on life. Verse 26, for as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself so the son has life in himself and the father grants life to the son and the son has life in himself and the father has life in himself and John is just being consistent with a prologue what's the prologue John chapter 1 verses 1 to 18 that's the introduction which he develops throughout the book you see it's a well-written book it's not some like some of us when we write a post on Facebook or wherever it's just i don't understand what's he saying because he said so many things now here this is a well written book with a with a clear outline in the first chapter john wrote that in him was life we find out in chapter 1 verses verse 4 scripture reveals that life comes from the father but the son also has life in himself as we find in john chapter 1 Such is the mystery of the father and son. The father grants, but the son also has life in himself. Why? Because chapter one says, in him was life. But it also says here that the father grants him life. So there's this mystery of being one and not one. And that's why we believe in the unity of the three. The Holy Spirit's discussion will come later on, where when you talk about God, you talk about them, but you also respect the distinction between them. We cannot understand because our human mind only appreciates us. We are one person, one being and one person, one entity and one represented by one persona. God is one in essence and three in persons. We just have to accept that reality that He is above us. So number one, the discussion on life. That what? There is life in the sun and the father grants him life and then the hour is coming in the future and now that the dead will hear the voice of the son of god and they shall live point number 2 judgment the father gave the authority to execute judgment to the son because because he is the son he is the son of man the phrase is better understood in the light of Daniel's prophetic writings. This is so important. The Son of Man is given eternal dominion. You see, Daniel prophesied that there is somebody, and because in his night visions, he was still somewhat hazy, but he said, like a son of man. And that's a title that Jesus took from the writings of Daniel, the Son of Man. Usually, when we think, or I thought, when you say son of man, that he was also born man. There's nothing wrong with that, but this is more exact because there is somehow explanation in Scripture. The Son of Man is given what? Eternal dominion, a dominion forever, which means he will not die. This, well, he died and rose again after he rose again, he will not die. It's eternal. Let's read verse 27. John chapter 5, 27. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Now, the first reason in the last last Sunday, it was explained to us that that the Father gave him the authority to judge so that they people will honor the Son as they honor the Father. That's one reason. The other reason, because of who he is, because of who he is, he is the Son of Man. Now, let's explain uh, what this means. We have to go to Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. And do not forget this, when you see the phrase, Son of Man, this is what Jesus was talking about. I saw in the night visions and behold with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man and he came to the ancient of days. Ancient of days is one of the titles of God. Ancient of days and was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom and all peoples nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not Pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, John is showing us who Jesus is. As Jesus claimed, he is Son of Man. Not just one born of man, but the Son of Man prophesied by Daniel, the one with eternal dominion, the one where all peoples will serve him. And remember what Jesus said. All authority has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. It's found in Matthew 20. Go in all nations. And then in the book of Acts, they were spreading to the Gentiles. And until today, we're trying to spread the gospel to every corner. And to all nations, meaning all ethne, ethnic groups. The word nation there is ethnic. Meaning language. All language peoples tongues when you see see the word tongues it, it means the tongue their way of speaking so we try to do that role because such is the great commission the mission of the church is to proclaim the gospel make disciples from all over from every tongue tribe and nation and uh, it's estimated that we have something like twenty four thousand languages on earth and one of the key Key players here is, are the Bible translators, where they translate the Bible to native languages. That's an important mission. Uh, that's an important work today. And some who are actually going there to learn the language and to translate them into Scripture. So the Son of Man is this person who has eternal dominion. So, what does that speak? That He is sovereign. That the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, is sovereign. He will be given, or He is given, eternal dominion. That's another word for sovereign. He is sovereign above all things. Third point that was mentioned by Christ was the resurrection. We're not, he wasn't talking about his resurrection, but the resurrection of people. The Lord Jesus stated that he would do greater works than healing the invalid. One of these works is giving eternal life. And the other one is calling for the resurrection, than the judgment. Verse 28, let's look at that carefully. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice. And come out and those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment so what's going to happen an hour is coming now he's not saying now it's happening now no what's happening now is the dead will live and he was speaking about eternal life 24 to 25 the context was eternal life here the context is judgment so the hour is coming when those who are dead, meaning in the tombs who are dead, will hear his voice and they will come out. He will call them. I don't know how. Come out. Okay. And we will get a preview of this claim. When he calls forth Lazarus. Lazarus! I don't know. Lazarus came out. No, he was wrapped already. Okay. I go, well, what's going on, huh? Well, that's the future discussion here. It means that he has the authority to call people from the dead to life. And he did that with his friend Lazarus. But one day he will call everyone. Because that will be judgment day. Now, in a previous statement, the Lord Jesus explained that those who believe would obey. Well, if you believe, you would obey. Although good works by obedience is a result, it is not the saving factor. So let me clarify this, because some of us might be confused with verse 29. And come out, those who have done good, what is this good? And you might think, I thought we're not saved by works. No, we're not. But then do not use the language of Paul when you're studying John. You you get me? When we study Romans, when we study Ephesians, you're using the language of Paul. We have to use the language of John and how his usage of the language. Okay? The usage of the language. Now, in the context of John's writings, believing, the word believing is the work. Is the good work that is needed for eternal life. Ah, really? Where is that in the text? It's not in this text. That's why I have to bring you to John 6, 29, to give us a better understanding. Within John's writings, Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. John 6, 29. Let's read that again slowly. Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him. Whom he has sent, who that we believe in Jesus Christ. Again, we are not driven by obedience. We are driven by belief, our faith. Obedience follows the faith we have. So it's not a point system of how many, how many times did you obey? Let's count that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, no. Parents don't even do that. They only remember the significant ones. But for the Lord, the most significance is, do you believe? Because if you truly believe, then your actions will follow your belief. The text above clearly states that the work of God, what that we must do is to believe in the Father. But this belief includes the one whom the Father sent, Jesus Christ our Lord. I hope we understand that as John has been writing to us since chapter 1, it is not about a passive belief, knowing that God exists. It is not a passive belief in, in, in just knowing, knowledge. But it's an understanding. He's promoting an understanding of who Jesus is. That's why since chapter 1 until today, it has been a revelation of Christ. It has been a revelation. Who is Jesus? He's the Son of Man. He's the Son of God. He is the Word of God. He is life. In Him is life. Oh, but in Him is judgment. He is the one who will judge and He is also the giver of eternal life. And you can get a notebook and start from the first verse throughout and see the style of John. It is a revelation of Christ and now He is revealing to us And some of which he repeats, he is the judge, because the Father made him the judge. But he is also the giver of eternal life. And, you know, uh, I, I think, what does that mean to us? I think we have to choose whether we believe or not. Do we believe he's the judge? Do we believe he is the word of God? We have to also know Christ. Christ says, he who hears my words. Do we respect the words of Christ? Do we actually care for His words? Or we care more for the words of our friends when we gather together? Or do we, we care more for what the voice of the world, the philosophies of the world, or do we believe in the words of Christ? And uh, Because you can't say you believe in Christ, but you lean more on the, how the world thinks, how we live our lives. Must be based on the words of Christ application number one believe in the life giver we must listen to the words of Christ and believe in the Father who sent him amen amen amen, amen. <laughs> It also means that we must believe that the Father sent Christ to us that we may believe. And if we believe, truly believe, we have eternal life. Next, believe in the Son of God. God made the Son as judge, so we may honor the Son as we honor the Father. Moreover, we must believe that the Lord is the Son of Man prophesied in Daniel. The Son of Man denotes the one whose dominion Is eternal. So do you believe that He is not just the suffering Christ that we see in pictures, in crosses? He did suffer and die, and we are forever grateful. But He rose again. And who is He again? Oh, oh, friends, 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 friends. Your picture of Christ must not be that. Just the suffering Messiah, that's one aspect of Christ. The one, the time He satisfied the wrath of God, the justice of God, forever we shall praise Him for that. But what's the other view of Christ? The one who sits sovereign above all, having dominion in the lives of men, who has dominion over all the nations. We have to see Him as that. The one who will judge, the one who sits on his throne, the suffering Messiah and the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Higher than Caesar, higher than our president, higher than the most powerful nations of the earth, higher than any spiritual force on the planet, higher than any human. He chooses what he does, he follows his. His, his plan, He created His plan, and that plan, the center was Jesus Christ in that plan, and it remains. And We have to believe that He's just not the suffering Messiah. I hope we see that, because John is revealing to us He is the Judge, and He is the Son of Man. We have to see that, and if we see that, you know how that affects somebody's life? Christ who loved us on the cross. And yet the other view is, oh, the one who has dominion. The one who is sovereign above all. So what's your response? When you sleep, you feel His love and say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for the day. But there are times when you want to pray, you cannot just sit. You look for a place to kneel and put your head on the ground knowing He is sovereign. Seeing that, both of that, what does that produce? I believe that is a foundation of a healthy Christian life. What's the unhealthy? They don't know who he is. Because they didn't read the Bible line by line. And if they read line by line, they did not try to understand line by line who Jesus is. Although the Daniel prophecy is often believed to be about physical dominion, it is also about spiritual dominion. The text speaks about eternal life, which is for the present to all who believe, but to also for the physical life, since there is a resurrection from the dead, and we will be judged. Third application, expect the resurrection and judgment. There will be a resurrection of humans, one set to the resurrection of life. And the other of judgment. The judgment is because they did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They were devoid of works related to the Son. And remember that those who do good to eternal life. What does that good mean? It means we believe. Because the work of God is to believe in Him. Thus we believe in who Christ is and His message. And if we believe, we will naturally Obey, But obedience is not the focus of this message today, it is to believe, believe and believe. What do you believe? What what do you honestly believe? It will show in your actions. You believe in a hedonistic lifestyle, what is hedonistic? Enjoy life, be happy, pursue happiness, that's hedonism. And some of us are not saying it, but that's actually what you believe. A life of just enjoy. And every moment, dapat enjoy. You lose all your money, basta enjoy. You become foolish. You live your life. And you see some pleasures there. Basta enjoy. Papatawari naman ako ni Lord. (laughs) Let's not think that way. You know, it's terrifying if you know that what you do... May have a repercussion on you. Uh, But that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. But he just disciplines us, right? And so we say, forgive us, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. We believe in his message. We proclaim the gospel. We have to proclaim the gospel. Knowing this, should we not proclaim the gospel? That there is a chance for eternal life. Then we must proclaim. What should we say? Believe in the words of Christ. And the Father and the one Who that he was sent by the Father. They are one. We must tell people that he is the giver of eternal life. He is the judge at the same time. I give you now a piece of poetry entitled, Believe Now. We believe in the words of Christ. From the dead, everyone shall rise. One the resurrection of life we shall witness the event live Two, resurrection of judgment it's for all who did not repent and which means they did not believe therefore forever they shall grieve therefore believe now all his words remember the gospel you've heard the father sent him for his will the two are one let that be clear Giver of life, judge of all, no difference of great and small. All will face the judgment except those whose lives the Lord Jesus kept. And Jesus keeps all who believe, God's children who truly received. From the Son is eternal life. In the gospel we are revived. Let us all rise and let us pray. Thank you, Lord. You are good, Lord. We say this morning, We believe in our hearts. We say, I believe, Amen and Amen. I believe, I believe in the resurrection of Christ, I believe in His suffering and death for sin, I believe in His words, I believe in who He is, the judge of the world and the giver of eternal life. I believe we believe and by Your grace we have received life eternal Lord we pray that our belief is real not fake one that is sincere one is that is so convinced of who he is one who would fall in love yet be terrified in a godly way which is the fear of God over and over may we fall in love with our messiah and with the father who sent him over and over may we also remember you are judge and you are righteous and we are not and we are saved by your mercy and love alone and we are nothing and we have no right to anything yet You forgave us through Christ, yet you have restored us. What Adam lost, you have given to us a relationship with you. So we pray for this union with you and our union with Christ. Teach us to believe every word. May we recognize that every word of Christ has glory in it meaning there's weight in it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the freedom. Thank you for the eternal life. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father and the fellowship of His Spirit be with us all. And God's people say, Good morning. God bless.